sisters. <clears throat> this will be the 11th installment on this series, Who We Are. Tonight our text is taken from 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10. Now we're going to read of a common experience here. This is real spiritual life we're reading about. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Second Corinthians 4, 8 through 10. Well, this is quite a succinct statement. It gives you what the experiences are. And these are consistent in all believers. It's just, it's just the measure of them. It's the difference. He tells you why. It's in order that the life of Christ might be made manifest in our body. It's important to note that. In our body. Let's look at these uh, experiences first of all. We are troubled. Meaning we're afflicted. We're pressed hard. We're straightened or hemmed in. Causing distress and anguish. This is a legitimate and necessary experience of believers. We're perplexed. Have no way out. We're at a loss to figure it out. We don't know why it's happening. We're entangled, confused, and puzzled, and we don't know how to decide. And we don't know what to do. This is, this is an experience. We're persecuted. The idea is we're pursued. Chased after. Harassed. Mistreated. Made to flee and run away. Molested. This is the activity of the world toward God's people. And we're cast down, knocked down, thrown down, struck down, thrown to the ground. Well, these are not pleasant experiences, and they're not intended to be pleasant. That's right. They're affirming experiences. They will substantiate whether you're in or whether you're out, whether you know the Lord or whether you don't, whether you participate in His life or whether you don't. Well, let's give some examples of being troubled. Second Corinthians 1, 8 and 9. We would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had this... What we had the sentence of death in ourselves 
that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raises the dead. Amen. That's the reason for this kind of trouble. Here's an example of being perplexed. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there were given, was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. He was perplexed. He couldn't figure it out. It didn't make sense. You may remember that Paul, concerning this infirmity, in Galatians 4.13, Paul said, You know that when I first preached the gospel to you, I preached when I was hindered in the flesh. He was sick. <laughs> he got sick. Had to port had to port in Galatia, and they heard the gospel as a result. But he couldn't figure this out himself. God had to reveal to him what this is all about. Three times he asked God to take it away. This is a righteous man. This wasn't a this wasn't a complaining man. An example of persecution. 1 Corinthians 4.12, persecuted. And we labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted. That means that he didn't say we were persecuted. Being persecuted, we, we suffer it. We endure it. So these are, these are, I'm saying that these are not like theoretic statements. There's an enormous amount of philosophizing about spiritual things, but we should steer clear of this kind of thinking, philosophizing, and, uh, and presenting suppositions and this sort of thing. We should steer away from this completely and try and, try and see what spiritual life involves. It's spiritual life is like a battery. It has a positive and a negative post. <coughs> But every, everything works together for the good, the blessings and the trials as well. And Paul reminds us in Galatians 4.29, just in case we live in a relatively civilized country where persecution isn't as dominant as it is in some parts of the world, he says, as then he that was born after the flesh came persecuted him that's born after the Spirit, Abel, Jacob, and Esau. As it was then, back historically, as it was then, it's, this condition still exists. Those who are of the Spirit, born of the Spirit, they're persecuted by those who are, are not born after the Spirit. The more your light shines, the more this happens. Right. Don't think that everyone's going to love you and like you because you have godly kindness. I'm sorry, this is the way it's going to be. People that have an inclination toward God will appreciate you, but they're the only ones that will. 
Others, it's, it depends on the nature of the thing. They'll, they'll be aggressive. They were aggressive. That's right. Paul never did harm anybody. Mm-hmm. He never hurt anybody. He even, even apologized when he spoke quickly about uh, striking the high priest. First Thessalonians 2.15, Paul says to the Thessalonians, they were beginning to experience this persecution. He said the Jews both killed... This is a strong word. Yeah. This is a strong word. They killed the Lord Jesus right. and their own prophets mm-hmm. and have persecuted us. And they please not God and they're contrary to all men. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should think you should never say anything bad about somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you going to do with this verse? Yeah, right. What are you going to do with this? Yeah. There are some people the only thing you can say about them. Yeah is bad. So Paul confesses this. And let's look at this word cast down. It's knocked down. Some verses read knocked out. Here's an example of a man of God being knocked down multiple times. Knocked down. 2 Corinthians 11, 23 through 27. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am much more. In labors more abundant in stripes above measure as being knocked down. In prison more often as being... These weren't nice prisons, remember. As being knocked down. In deaths often... He was stoned once and left for dead. Bitten by a snake. Poisonous snake. In deaths. Oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes save one. As of the whip, forty lashes. Hey, they weren't little taps. Five times that was being cast down. Three times I was beaten with rods. Mm-hmm. Oriental countries still practice this. And some few years ago there was a wayward young person from the United States of America that broke some of their laws and customs and he was to receive four four strikes with a rod and they said most of the people died from one from one and finally they reduced it I think he did just get one finally Four times, three times, beaten repeatedly with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Most of the human race has never experienced a shipwreck, particularly shipwrecks that were life-threatening. And the day and the night, I have been in the deep. He doesn't say when this, this was obviously during one of these shipwrecks, but he spent a day and a night 
in the ocean, not near shore. I mean, think, think, think about this. He was knocked down, see? Anybody but a person of faith, this would have done him in. In journeyings, often, they didn't fly comfortable. It was an effort to get somewhere so it was a distance away. And journeyings, often, a lot of times they walked every, every step of the way. In perils of waters, lurking dangers in waters, jeopardy. In perils of robbers, going to, except showing what knocked down, what this means. In perils of robbers, walking through countries where the robbers lurked. In perils by my own countrymen, <laughs> my own Jewish countrymen were seeking my life. That's being knocked, knocked down. In perils in the wilderness, he had to go through from city to city. He had to go through wastelands where there were robbers, where there were vipers, where there's all sorts of things. See, he was that being knocked down. In perils among false brethren. Is it, you think it's dangerous to be around false brethren? If you were to ask Paul that, it would, is it dangerous to be around false brethren? He'd say, well, it's not. Yes, it is. It's dangerous. They may not do to you physically, but believe you when I tell you, they'll do something to you. They'll modify the way you think. They'll make a milk sop out of you if you don't watch Carol. That's being knocked down. Having to be in this kind of circumstances, being knocked down. In weariness and painfulness. That's in doing the will of God. This wasn't just like in normal life. This is in, in doing the will of God, the most honorable work that could possibly be done, the most marvelous captain one could ever have, the greatest commission one could ever have, and it brought weariness, wore him out, and painfulness. Just being knocked down. In watchings often, watching because they were in threatening circumstances, like the Nehemiah's day when they were building on the wall, they had to set a watch and keep alert. In hunger and in thirst, in his labors, in his labors for the Lord, sometimes he didn't have enough to eat and he didn't have enough to drink. Now that would cause the average person to quit. I've known a, more pastors than I wish to say number that have quit the ministry because they didn't make enough. Oh yeah, there's scads of them, particularly in this town. You'd be surprised how many in this are in this town quitting preachers. They couldn't, uh, they couldn't hold up under this unappreciative situation. In fastings often, circumstances were such that he would fast and pray. 
and in cold and in nakedness. It's one thing to be in the cold, not to have adequate clothing, that's something else. Yeah. Nakedness was a stark nakedness, that's not what he's talking about. He said that when I, when I was in a situation that required extra clothing, I didn't have extra clothing. He he was knocked down. The thing to see is he kept uh, he kept ministering. All right, that's the examples of trouble and persecution and perplexity and cast down. Let's now let's look at the but factor. Troubled, yet not distressed, not hemmed in. He said one time, he wrote Second Corinthians 1, 8, We would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves. This is the, and he knew this. The sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves. Amen. Now this is a holy man. This is a righteous man. This is an unusually God-fearing man. And if this happened to him, trouble so he wouldn't trust in himself. Should any of us be surprised that trouble happens to us to teach us not to trust in ourselves? We should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead. Then he tells you, we weren't distressed. Who delivered us, who delivered us from so great a death. He wasn't, he wasn't distressed. He didn't give up. And doth deliver. It was going on now. And we trust will yet deliver. This is the response yes. of being troubled, but not being distressed. Amen. I tell you, uh, brethren, it's marvelous to consider these things. Psychiatry and counseling can't offer you something like this. Right. Perplexity. Not understanding, not having the answer, not knowing what to do. Now here's an example of Paul being perplexed. For there stood by me, he, was, he had encountered trouble in Corinth, and he was gonna. He was leaving the city. He didn't know anything else to do. Yeah. There stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, "Fear not, Paul. Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee." Yeah. That was given to him while they're in a boat that was sinking in the midst of a storm. Another time, he was, he was persecuted but not forsaken in Acts 18, 4 through 10. And this is an example of not being perplexed. 
He was now forsaken or abandoned and left alone. Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. And he began preaching there, and he wasn't received well at all, so he decided to leave. He reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded Jews and Greeks, and when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment and said to them, Your blood be upon your own heads, I am clean. From henceforth I will go to the Gentiles. Persecuted, but he wasn't forsaken. So in that state, then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid. But speak, and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee, and no man shall sit on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city. Isn't hmm, that marvelous? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I feel I know what that means by experience. I have much people in this It doesn't look like I have much people here. Mm -hmm. I have much people in this city. No persons... You're being persecuted, but no person will set on you to hurt you. You're not going to be hurt here. And being cast down, but not destroyed. The Jews hounded Paul. There came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. There you are, knocked down. Howbeit, as the disciples stood about him, <laughs> oh, what I would love, I would love to be seen this. Yes. The disciples come and stood around him, and he rose up and went into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. And when they had preached the gospel in that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch, cast down, but not destroyed. Amen. Now there you have an excellent response of kindred spirits, brethren, one another. Mm -hmm. If one of us is knocked down and uh, opposed openly, then the brethren gather around, gather around that person. Yeah, uh -huh. And God will enable the person to get up, mm -hmm. do the work of the Lord again. Amen. Amen. Now, this is one of these we are factors. Mm -hmm. These things we read about here mm -hmm. are very real experiences. And to some degree, every believer experiences them to some degree. Mm -hmm. It depends on their role in the body of Christ. The more you do for the Lord, the more this more this happens. And it will hurt. Mm -hmm. These are not pleasant experiences. Yeah. But after they're over, and you think about them, you'll rejoice. You'll see that you were kept. Mm -hmm. Your enemies couldn't do what they really wanted to do. Right. You were still able to serve the Lord. Thank God for this we are factor here. Yeah.